Welcome back to Africa Knows. Today we'll move to Jos on the beautiful and cool plateau in central Nigeria. Henry meets here with uh, Dr. Jimam Lar, a lecturer in history at the University of Jos and a longtime researcher of the dynamics of conflict and security in the country. Henry will introduce Dr. Jimam a bit more himself. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy the conversation as well as its evocative, but sometimes a little loud, immediate environment. Here is Dr. Jimam Lar. So, interview with uh, Dr. Jimam Lar of the Department of History, University of Jos. Uh, today is the 24th of December, 2021. Uh, Dr. Jimam Lar is a... Well, he is a scholar in Central Nigerian studies, but primarily looking at issues of security, not just Central Nigeria, but the larger African area. He is a graduate of King's College and also the University of Beirut in Germany. And he has done a lot of work as it concerns informal security in a large part of Nigeria. Uh, Dr. Jamam, you're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you, Doctor. Thank you. Yeah, so basically, I'd like to first know uh, what has been your experience, most especially within the last two years? COVID-19 came. Yes. We've had um, a lot of problems as it relates to yes. uh, COVID-19 itself. Yes. But in your area, in terms of security, what has been your experience and what have you been able to achieve, most especially as a scholar yes. and as a researcher, during the lockdown, most especially. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. Uh, it's a very interesting question, and thanks so much for having me um, to talk on my experiences. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, when the whole pandemic thing got very serious, yeah. and the and the lockdown began to get um, instituted, I I, I actually. Um, my, my immediate instinctive thought was that one would have time to write because, yeah. because uh, <laughs> I had done a lot, as you know, since yeah. I graduated and yes. uh, came back, I've done a lot of uh, further work, further research, accumulated data. And so around February, March 2020, yeah. when yes. Nigeria was beginning to mm. consider these long um, lockdowns yes. in, 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 in Plateau State specifically, uh, that was the uh, that was the instantaneous thought. Yeah. Well, okay, this would be opportunity, but I came to realize that one got uh, a bit overwhelmed with the whole COVID nineteen yeah. um, uh, experience. Uh, experience. I would use that. I would because actually I couldn't. I was. I I couldn't focus on research and writing because of anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. There was so much anxiety mm. <laughs> um, because the the new cycle um, and 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 every day you wake up, you try as much as possible, you take a stroll, you stretch, you come back home, and family was all there. So one thought that it would be opportunity to write and to also have time with family, mm-hmm. but everything got too much. Yes. Everything got too much. So I came to realize that too much time. It's not necessarily always a good thing. <laughs> well, that's, that's interesting because uh, I think yeah. that, has, that has been a common uh, view of a lot of people. Yes, think, but yeah. would you say that uh, at so least uh, over this time you were able to discover new areas in which you were you picked interest in, or what were the or, or new ideas within your research area that you wanted to add into? One, I think one of the 
very interesting things for me was to realize how how we could function without face-to-face -face physical contact. Oh, okay, okay. Um, in other words, technology had moved ahead of us yes. and we were not maximizing the potential okay. of the available technology. Okay. COVID made us realize yeah, we could, uh, expand, on we could expand on on the availability yeah. of technology to do a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, Non-face-to-face -face physical conferencing, uh, a lot of uh, conducting interviews. You know, we were told uh, in, in the context of a methodological teaching that you need to, to, be, to be, be there, be, to meet with yes. the person. Yes. COVID forced us to, to, to conduct um, interviews uh, adequately yes. without, without having necessarily to be in contact with the person. In contact with the person. Yeah, so um, uh, and, 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 but, but Has also, that changed your perspective? Uh, I, I, still, I still prefer going there yes. to meet yes. people, yes. but I no longer hesitate to, to suggest <laughs> using the alternative okay. when there are any, yeah. any challenges yes, or, yes. or difficulties yes. in being able to face-to-face. -face. So I, by, by implication, now basically, what you, uh, your research now has been broadened in a way. Absolutely, because mm. previously, Dr. Harry, uh, if, if, I, if I could not go to Jibia in Katsina, for example, yes. or if I could not go to Zamfara, yes. for example, because I'm conducting border research yes. now, yes. If, or, or if, if I could not go to Mubi yes. in Adamao State, I would postpone, I would, I would look at this situation and try to see when it would be possible to get a window to make these trips now. I basically get the contacts and I make the calls. I do follow-ups yes. without going to the field. Basically. I've done several follow-up calls, an hour. Huh? Yes. I've arranged my colleague at the, at the State University in Mubi yes. to set up a Zoom call yes. with, uh, with an interviewee. And, we've, and we've, we've had... It's quite interesting. Yeah, you know, so, yes, yeah, it's quite yeah. interesting because the initial uh, ethos of this research, yes. this podcast yes. in general, was for us to communicate with those respondents yes. that we're going to have yes. more or less virtually. Yes. So we were supposed to, in a way, unlike what I'm doing right now. Yes. Yes. Supposed to communicate with you using yes. either WhatsApp yes. or yes. using another social or media Zoom or, or Zoom yes. to interview. Yes. Yes. But well, because of the relax, because of the nature, and we're all here. Yeah, everything. Yes. We're yes. able to do it now. Yes. But it just shows the fact that. I think it has opened a new mode for research. Yeah, yeah. There's more access, and most especially considering, but I'll, I'll, I'll put that to you now, mm. considering the fact that there's a lot of uh, criminality, there's a lot of violence, mm. and access to uh, research mm. uh, interviews mm. is difficult. So, for instance, now you were talking of going to Zampara, yes. or going to areas around the borders of Nigeria, yes. and you'll definitely find it difficult going to these places with yes. the kidnappings and yes, everything yes, around. Yes. So, you are saying that you have been able to overcome that challenge by yes. actually yes. getting their contacts, yes. interviewing them. But but because of our methodological socialization, no, we are stubborn. Yeah, no, I, I still want to go there. You still want to go there. I still, I still want to Yes. So, I, so I still want to go there. However, um, in between the gaps, yeah. in between me being able to go, yes. I still keep up to date. I still speak to to, to, these, people. to these people because I've met them already. You yes. know, yes. I have their contacts. We know they know what I'm doing. Yes. So I call up 
and I say, can we have a conversation in the day when if you're free? They say, yes, yes, yes. 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there. Yes. I keep updated. I keep. And um, basically, the good thing about it is that you will record these conversations yes. and they help you yes. in terms of retrieval and discussion. It's data. It's data. Yes, it's data it's, that it's, you've, you've, you've got. It's absolute data. It's yeah. data so, yeah. what has changed, mm. Dr. Jimam? Yes. Now there's a bit of relaxation of mm. all of this. What has changed? Has that helped you change your approach to research? Or are you still now working on trying to insist on meeting people for interviews? Like I, like I said, um, we, we've been socialized methodologically in a particular way. And, uh, and, be, and because of that, we still want to be there. We still want to go to the field. Yes. Um, the field will never be our living rooms or our studies. Eh? Yeah. The field will always, will always be, be out there. Be out, out there. Um, uh, you know, the field could be our immediate community, but it could also be those places that we go to. Mm. But I think what, what has basically changed, like I said, is that we, we have an appreciation of, of the possibilities. We have an appreciation of the availability of technological advancements that we options that we can use, yes, yes. and and this can only make research better. It can only make it better. It can only make it better. So, what are your new research interests? You talked about about yes. interests and borders, and all of this. What 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 is, what is that area? It's basically, you know, I I've had this interest in in the role of non-state security actors. Yes, that is, uh, that is it's, it's, it's yes. been For the last decade yes. plus, yes. it's been a long-standing interest of yes. mine. Yes. Uh, when I, so, but, when I did can, my can PhD... Can you expand on what you mean by yes. non-state security Basically, actors? is the argument that, is, is the argument that um, if when, when I started this in the late 2009, 2010, or thereabouts. Yeah. It was the idea that during a period of violent conflict, yeah. uh, I decided in the university staff quarters. Yeah. And if you know where that is, yes, I know so the we, university staff quarters in Jos. It's it's actually surrounded by, by a lot of people who yes, might not necessarily exactly. have the same ideas. We are we are predominantly Christian, Christian and academics, are, yes, yes. and our neighbors on one side are predominantly Hausa, Muslims, yes. the Jasawa yes. community. And therefore, there was a bit, there was anxiety, there was fear, yes. uh, because there was an attempt to come into the staff quarters. Yes. Uh, but since we have residents in the quarters, young youth students, yes. they also wanted to retaliate, to respond yes. to yes. that attempt yes. to come in. So we had to manage because not just, yes, the, not just the, the people, people from coming, coming outside, in, but also uh, the, our own residents, yes. our who, own young who are also people. Aggressive. Also, yes. So and we did this for two weeks. So you had academics uh, basically on patrol at night, yeah. uh, making sure we were on top of the situation in yeah. that regard. Yeah. After two weeks, we got the deployment of the Nigerian Air Force mm. uh, that stayed with us for some time. Mm. Uh, and basically, you know, as a researcher, you speak and ask questions. Yeah. What about communities in Jos who do not have access? Have access who are to, not to the government? Who are instance, not who yes. are not uh, government yes. quarters? Or yes. what do they do? And I began to ask questions, and I realized that all over the city, uh, communities, neighborhoods were organizing. Yes. Uh, were organizing. There were um, everyday Small policing groups. structures yes. that tend to become quasi-defense um, so forces. They instruments instruments in themselves. Exactly. Yes. Uh, but but also, what was so interesting was that 
in spite of the fact that we were there trying to patrol, we were under the guidance and supervision of the chief security officer of the university. Okay, so, so basically the state, there the was, state was some, some, more or less, there was a structure. A structure. The yes. state was still involved somehow. Yes. Same thing with the um, groups outside. Yes. Um, in every neighborhood, there is a, a patrol and guard officer, mm. there yes. is some mm. police corporal sergeant mm. who provides kind of some level of oversight. On okay. So it's just the, the historian kicked in. Yes. How long has this been going on? Yes. What's the history of this? I remember, I remember I read part of your PhD yes, yes. and you look at vigilantism in various parts of the state, yes. the plateau state. Yes. And interestingly, you were you were quite in depth into mm. looking at individual processes. Yes. In various local governments like in Kwampa and in yes. Shendam, yes. in Nantang, yes. and all of these. Yes. So what was your discovery? My discovery was basically that there are there's a process there's a there are there's a process of socialization, for example. Mm, yeah. Socialization yeah. how do these groups learn yes. the the work of policing, the art of policing, what are their influences? How do they learn that? They learn it through the influence of the military. Because okay. you know the famously um, a lot of retired military, military since 3NA yes. and other military military officers and rank and file have found their way into these vigilante groups. Yes. They learn it through the influence of the police yes. uh, because, of course, uh, in in their desire, in their ultimate desire, to they want secure. to be like the police. Yeah, yes, you know? yes. So you, you have them wearing uniforms, carrying ranks. Yeah. Uh, they they take records like the police, even though their records wow. are mostly pictures. So you mean pictures. you mean even though these are informal instruments of security? Yes. They actually take records. They take records. They actually pictures, for example. Yes. 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 Uh, pictures, mm, for example, mm. they take pictures, and they they walk. In most of the cases I studied, they yes. work very closely with the, with the police. But also interesting is is the 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 process of of, of institutionalization. Okay. Like I said, they are in the ultimate aim, the vigilante group of Nigeria, for example, yes. two bills have uh, gone to the yes. National Assembly. Yeah, I, 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 They're trying to become a, a paramilitary organization. Yes. Um, uh, so so they've, over the years they've been institutionalized. Let, let me pause you a bit. Yes. Do you think the vigilante group of Nigeria, as it is insisting to be an instrument of government now, do you think it is right? I don't in think your view right. of your, In the view of your research, yes. My, yes. my friends in the VGN will, are not too happy when I say this, yes. but I feel uh, just as it is, is my view with the Nigerian uh, security and civil defense, defense corps. Yeah. I think um, proliferation is not the solution. Okay. Uh, I think yes. I think it's about more funding, so, more so uh, support for the would police. You say, what would you say? Yes. Okay. If you don't agree with the VGN now, yes. in terms of I know that there's a bill. Yes. The bill, I think, yes. has gone into second reading now. I it, think. It's, the president has just refused to sign. Yes, it. Yes. They passed it. Yes. Uh, okay. It's, okay. Mm. Now the thing is, I, I think I, in a way, I agree with you mm. on, the, on that basis. The proliferation of all of these securities or instruments of security might not be the best for us. Yes. But for me, I've always felt that the vigilante group of Nigeria yes. has always proven mm. an instrument of local security. And so, even if it is mm. not legitimized by an instrument of the state, 
in terms of a legislation, mm. what do you think would be the best thing for the VGN to do? For I think I think if you best case scenario oh. of VGN practice of VGN activity, yeah. you have a traditional ruler. Yes. in the community, locality, yes. whether it's a yes. village head, a ward head, a district head, mm. a paramount ruler, a first class yes. ruler, yeah. who vets. They know who is of good character, they know who uh, who should, you know, there, yes. there's that process. Mm. You have local government structures, officials, yes. who pay stipends because yes. you you need to give them incentives to yes. motivate yes. them. Definitely. Who pay incentives, yeah. who pay stipends. Yeah. Then you have a police divisional office with a patrol and guard officer, they call them P and G officers, yes. who provides Oversight, yeah, operational yeah, oversight. Yeah. Where this is present, you get the best case scenario. Because as as long as yeah. we don't have we don't have uh, 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 adequate funding for the police, yeah. the police are underfunded. We need one man. Power is, is still very short yes. compared to the yes. population. Yes. So these are like support structures. So, so basically, and, and I, I think it makes sense. Yes. Give the police their priority. Yes. Give them, arm them, provide them. Provide the basic. Them there was a recent uh, yeah. article yes. that uh, came out in the yes. punch yes. Uh, two days ago. Yes. That the Nigerian police is arguing yes. that it needs three million naira yes. to equip a single policeman. What do, do you think it makes sense? No, I don't think so. No, this this came in this 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 came in just like uh, three days ago. It's stretching it a bit. Um, three million naira yeah. is too. Yeah, I think it's excessive. I think it's stretching it too far. It's excessive. I think. Yeah. I think it's, 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 I think it's, it's stretching it too far. Yes. I think yes. It's, it's 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 the the challenges are about manpower, yes, but also yes. about training and 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 also responding to the changing security situation. Because These often, I think that's uh, that's yes. where you yes. come in yes. in yes. this thing. Yes. The issue of the changes that yes. come in. Yes. For me, I don't know, but from what I've observed from my own small community during the COVID nineteen mm. problems. Uh, I had argued this in various forums, and I had argued that for the first time, it was during the COVID-19 lockdowns that I saw a foray mm. of different informal security organizations yes. in uniform. Yes. So I was. I, I, I had a pass. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. had a pass, yeah. and I could go out during the lockdown. Yes. And I could see the vigilante group of Nigeria. Mm -hmm. I could see neighborhood, neighborhood watch. watch. Yes. I could hunters. see squads. I could mm -hmm. see hunters. Yes. I could see there were close to like six different yes. groups. Yes. Now, how do we harmonize all of this? All of this, as it is presently, it's it's harmonized with the it's 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 best harmonized with the influence. Yes. Of the divisional police office. Okay. So, like where I live in the Nasarawa yes. Gong division, Poli the police division, we have a very dynamic DPO there. Okay. Who is who is in touch with the leaders of all of these organizations? Okay. And they have weekly meetings with him. Yeah. He meets weekly with them. Yeah. And they get and they have their bits. They have areas where they support. They report directly to him or his patrol and guard officer. Yes. And it works to a large extent, but. Also, part of the problem again is is uh, if we could delve again in, into the the role of the military again in civil security, because as you know, uh, 
internal security is a low hanging fruit for the yes. military yeah. they 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 have they, they, they become so convenient yes they, absolutely yeah. you know, so mm. so it's also another part of the of the, the dynamic to mm. consider and like like um the the i think i think i think intelligence gathering also uh covid has shown us also how uh we they have the the, the networks the, the, the rise in kidnapping and the yes. networks and, and and the 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 critical importance of intelligence gathering or the lack of it you know uh, yes. is also a major factor yes. uh, uh that 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 uh, impacts also on our research because because you know um, the kind of access we have uh sometimes you you get complete blackout you know, yes. security agencies don't mm. want to talk. Mm. Uh, Sometimes some you get access and they share with you, but again, um, there are limits to, to what they will tell you. What they will tell you, or how far they can share with you, uh, how much time they spend with you. You know, uh, so so often we tell them our interest is to to a large extent even make your make your work better, mm. if because. We raise these issues. We get public for us to talk about these issues. Yeah, you know. Uh, but but so I think I think. Um, but but in in terms of research, also I think I think sometimes we also have to ask ourselves, what are we aspiring to achieve as researchers? I think. But that, I think that brings us to the the, the next part of this yes. issue. Yes. What do we expect to achieve as African researchers? You are an African researcher. Mm, mm, mm. You you are a scholar in in security mm, and mm. in conflict. Mm. Uh, what do you expect in subsequent research mm, mm. as it comes uh, to as, as 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 it comes into your own research? Mm. What do you expect from mm. scholarship? Mm. What do you expect from government? What do you expect from all aspects mm. of your instruments of research, mm. because uh, there's a problem. Mm. We have talked about police mm. or the instruments of security. Mm. We've talked about vigilantes. Mm. We've talked about informal security in general, not mm. just the vigilantes. Mm. And what is it that we, as scholars, expect? No, I've, um, as you know, I. I teach methodology, so I used to. I use this, you know, the famous Hegelian notion of ideas, how ideas evolve. Yes. How ideas evolve. Um, ideas. Hegel told us that ideas start start with the thesis. With the thesis uh, and the thesis and, and the synthesis. I I use that, but I used it in a very in a in a very. Uh, in a very, it's, it's been loud. Yeah, I use it. I use it in a very. No, it's fine. I turn it upside down and I say that um, in in every in every research that we do, in every in every study that we do, uh, we have to ask ourselves: Are we are we are we are we are we writing a thesis? Uh, something new, yes, novel. Yes. Uh, you're breaking ground. Mm, mm. Are we writing uh, an antithesis? Mm. Uh, are we contesting 
somebody else's research? Arguments. Are we yeah. getting into arguments yes. and debates? Yeah. Or are we writing a synthesis? Are we extending yeah, knowledge? Yeah, trying, trying to merge uh, the two, yes, yes. two, two, two yes, thesis exactly. and antithesis. And I always tell them that the most rewarding is, of course, the thesis. But often, thesis is seen at this elevated level yes. of theorizing. And so nobody wants to provide uh, an antithesis. Uh, uh, as, as a level of theorizing. Yes. And to the extent that those of us here, as African scholars, mm. we are often not credited with, uh, with producing or providing thesis. The thesis. Uh, we are actually seeing... I think, I think, I think, I think that's, that's an interesting, <laughs> that's actually, an interesting argument. Yes. So basically, uh, in your view, the thesis doesn't seem to come from Africa. Always, uh, because it's, it's, it's seen as abstract, abstract or elevated yes, so um, level of thinking. It's of thought. beyond our thinking. So it's beyond our skills. It's so we don't have what it takes. It's beyond our method. No, this, we, now we're talking about methodology it's, it's, it's and the instruments of methodology. The epistemology. Epistemological question yes. of, of the nature, the origins, uh, the, yes, of the methods of, of research of and of thinking, of thinking yeah. and what regard yes. are we given by the scholarly community, not local now, scholarly community, global, yes. what, what, what is our place in that context? So let's go back uh, to the Hegelian argument. Now. Yes. now Hegel says the idea or the thesis yes. is the most important. Yes. And we agree that the thesis is the most yes, important. Yes. So even an antithesis comes, yes. the antithesis should try to prove itself beyond reasonable doubt uh, against the, the thesis. thesis. Yes, yes. And for us as African scholars, there has always been the argument that we have not provided a thesis that cannot be antithesized. Mm. I think I think what what is happening what what is happening yes. there is yes there is the politics of knowledge production but okay. but but there was a time that this debate was not being had there was a time that it was given that african scholars were part and parcel of the intellectual community and they were accepted so what happened um, yes i think what happened two things happened first and foremost i think there was there was this gap in methodology teaching in Africa or in, or, or in, in the West, or, or in the West by Africa. Africa. I think I think I think both ways. But okay. let's let let me discuss more the one I understand more clearly. Okay. The the African problem. Yes. Um, and so we had a generation whereby nobody was aspiring to be a scholar of methodology. Why was in, that? In problem? our faculties, yes, sir. where a lot of so, uh, me and you, we read we history at the University of Georgia. We read history at the University of Remember, we were taught by Me a scholar of urbanization. Yes, on methodology. methodology. And he was always running away, away from, from methodology. Exactly. We don't mention his would, name, we yes. know who he is. So, yes, 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 so, so that was the person who taught methodology. Yes. And he was a scholar of urbanization, yes. where if you engage him on it, he's, he he's ran away, ex, typically exactly. ran away from methodology. So, but he had to teach us. He was yes. reluctant. Yes. He was a reluctant methodology teacher. Yes. How could we properly imbibe? Those skills, those you know. I I so, I, so, I, I can so, I can reflect so, with so, that on you exactly. because basically uh, I I didn't learn methodology until I went to Oxford. Exactly, same thing with me. And I, I learned it was in Oxford that I understood the various aspects and the importance itself exactly. of methodology. Exactly. Because for me, methodology was just 
a course. Yes. But it yes. wasn't. It was a course to pass. It was a course to pass. Not, not but skills it was, to invite. Yes, it was for, not a skill for, to invite. For, for, for so, so, so that I think is a major. That was one of the major gaps. Yes. On this, the, that's the major gaps on this side. Yeah. The the other, the, the other problem we had we, we we had was that. So we had we had a lot of knowledge. Yes. A lot of knowledge, but we also didn't have um, the, the the skills. But the second problem was also that for a very long time we taught methodology as basic research. So basically basic there was research. no philosophy behind no, the we, we, we were we were it was methodology to basically understand phenomena. Yes. But the reality of our world, our there was the, no neoliberal market, no methodology. the neoliberal market economy yes. demands of us to do methodology that is applied. It is applied exploratively to solve problems. Yes, to solve we, problems. we are called upon like our colleagues in the sciences yes. to solve problems. So problem. Conflict is a problem. What can conflict scholars do to help yes. us solve the problem of conflict? Yes. You know? But our methodology is about basic research. We are trying to understand the conflict. Yes. We are, we are not keen to solve the problem of the conflict. Yeah. So, so basically, we are forced, we're, we're, we're forced to understand it. And, and we're not taught to find new pro, new no, solutions no, no. to new to once we understand it yes. we think we are working we think we are sati- satisfied work is done. with our work but our demands the demands of today's society yeah. for us to, to 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 be applied in our approach yes. to phenomena yes. in our approach to problems yes there are granting organizations that demand of you to give them basic research proposals but yes. the most of them most of them want applied research proposals yeah, yeah, yeah. and that and there's a gap also in our in to that. Dr. Jimon, this is very important. Yes. I think uh, as part of this podcast, the discussion is very important for us to understand why African methodology and African approaches to conflict and history seem to fail in terms of proposal mm-hmm. discussions. You, you, just, you just brought out this discussion. Yes. People who are looking out for proposals, who want to provide grants mm. to proposals, mm-hmm. are looking at problem solving. Yes, they want to solve problems. Yes, but the problem is that in most African proposals, we teach there is no problem solving. No, we teach basic. Where we, we teach. Try, we we try to tell you what is happening. Yes, but we don't want to tell you what the problem is yes. and how, how we can, to, approach how we can approach it and deal with mm-hmm. the problem. Mm-hmm. So, what is that gap? No, it's it's. It's 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 the gaps again in the gaps in uh, in how methodology how, how we teach how we yes, teach methodology. But what is still that methodology gap? We talked about the Hegelian process. Yes. We're talking of a thesis and antithesis. Yes, and, the and then a synthesis. Yes. But like for instance, as an African scholar, mm. what have been the problems with students accessing and understanding the thesis, the antithesis, and the synthesis? I think I think it's it's also it has to go back again to to foundational education because from where from the, from right from the primary to secondary school the now now the, you yes. and I as yes. historians are aware yes. that there's no history in the undergraduate yes, in, the, yes. in the primary they just brought it back they just brought in it fact, back but it's fact, still not functional yes in fact I I just sent. A doctoral candidate of mine, we are going to write a paper with him, John, yes. you know John, John Tetele, John Tetele. to go yes. around just north and just south yes. to collect the the books that they are using, JS1 to JS3 for history, yes. because I wanted to do a review. It was 
introduced in 2017. Yes. So most schools have started implementing. Yes. So I want to see what books they are using, and you'll be surprised at what I'm finding out. Yes. There are some misrepresentations, mm. for example, or there are in some cases yes, some books that are not uh, actually books that we, we as historians yes. will accept. Exactly. In some cases, the authors are non-historians. In some cases, the concepts they are trying to push on these young minds mm. are concepts that are really beyond their, beyond their thinking. So they've not been able to bring these ideas down to the level. So, so I think, I think, I think, public education in Nigeria has largely collapsed, and therefore the students we get in university who are there to do degree programs yes. uh, struggle with. Basic, even basic grammar issues. So, so, so you could you could find gaps there. Yeah. Also, but but I also think I also think it's also in in the general attitudes of society, the general societal worldview. Uh, there's a keenness to get certificate rather than acquire the skills. I think I think, I think or, that's, that's a big problem. Or knowledge. That's a big problem. Uh, and and this is very difficult to deal with that issue. Because it goes to the core of why uh, students are in school, yes. but also the number, the demography of. I mean, I take a class of three hundred students. Uh, three hundred. I can understand. What pedagog? What pedagogic? Uh, what what, uh, what, skill, what, skill, what skill can you put? Put to three hundred. How do you assess? Students. How do you? Uh, you know, no, basically, you have you have only maybe about twenty percent of so who might be keen. That is viable. Uh, so it's also a major challenge. Um, so, so, so I think these speak to some of the problems. But I also wanted to highlight, yeah, um, in terms of our relationship with our colleagues, um, the in terms of the global north-south interaction. Yes, one of the challenges I've had is also the idea that in our area, African studies, history of Africa, politics yes, yes. of Africa, yes. uh, the grants are largely in the north and the field is in the south. Yes. So basically, northern scholars mm -hmm. are doing research in southern, southern areas, areas and not giving priority to southern, to southern scholars, scholars who also not just want to do research in the south, yes. but Henry, imagine you doing a proposal to study one of these phenomenons. I don't do proposals. Yes. I want to, because I think my the future of my interest is comparative study. Yes, yes. Comparative, not just south-south comparative. Yes, I want to do south-north comparative. North-south comparative. Yes. Nobody will give me a grant yes. from major... From a major southern... From me southern, as a southern scholar. The U.S. is the history of vigilantism. Yes, it's it's it has a long history. Maybe the Klux Klan I mean, yes, and yes, all of this. history. Uh, yeah. uh, people active on the borders with Mexico. Yes. who feel they have a right. They have a right. To stop. Immigrants. But we are not talking of just. This is a recent event. Yes. The borders of Mexico. Yes. But we have the Klux Klan. Yes. We have uh, other issues. We have the Black Panther. Yes. And all of these are aspects I mean, of vigilantism. When when my my ten year old son. Picked my the copy of my PhD yeah. and asked me what did I write on. When I took like ten minutes, the best as I can to, to explain to him yes. my research topic. Do you, do you know what he said? Brother. So these guys you're studying, they're like Batman. 
<laughs> so basically, and I said exactly. I said I said because of the bad man, the bad man is a vigilante. So I said exactly. Yes, they they help the police, but they don't walk with, the with the police. But they don't walk with the police, so the yeah. police don't like them. Yes, not always. But yes, I said they like bad man. I said exactly. You know, so, so basically, <laughs> see the concept that the child, our children yes. are building. Yes, you know? our children mm. are accepting Western right. forms of yes. vigilantism. Yes, yes. But even our own local uh, oh, forms of yeah, vigilantism yeah, yeah. are not agreeable the, to no, them. No, they're not agreeable to them. But yeah. so, so, so I think it's it's also an um, for me it's it's really an issue of knowledge production. Yeah. Also, but but also like we said at the beginning of the conversation. Um, the the also the enabling space for us to also aspire to do thesis writing, yes. not just synthesis and antithesis. Yes. And and when we do it, to be accepted as as a thesis. It is true. At every time, it is northern scholars calling us southern oh. scholars and telling them oh. we have are applying for this grant. Yes. Can you join me? Can you join us? Yes. 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 In Providing this grant, yes, yes, you understand. Yes, and the question is, in 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 every instance, yes. Oh, sorry, that's right. In every instance, yes. All we become, yes, is appendages, yes, to, to northern scholarship yes. determination. Yes. yes, yes. Does it mean that? Okay, for instance, I'm I'm, I'm taking you as an example. Yes, you did a master's. In SOAS at, at, at King's at King's, King's College, College. Yes, yes. You did a PhD in Beirut yes. University. Yes. At least with your degrees, yes. you are eligible to scholarship and yes. to the provision yes. of funding. Yes. Because you are equivalent. Even if we assume that Nigerian scholarship, for instance, yes. my PhD is in Nigeria. Yes. My PhD is in NDA. Yes. And. Uh, uh, from every point of it, although I might be pride, proud of my own PhD, mm. I know I will respect your PhD more because it comes from mm. a Western, uh, an Eastern European, a Western European yes, yes. university. Why is it that even our proposals are not accepted? Because we seem to know more. Yes, we have knowledge. Okay. We I have think, more knowledge think, about Africa. I think, I think we... This is where perhaps I, I need to mention the the work that the TED fund that the TED fund is doing now in Nigeria with, with the NRF um, yes. research grants. You know, yes. uh, we my my department under the leadership of Professor Satifacha, who you yes. know, we yes. just won we won one of Grant, those grants yes. to develop um, local curriculum. For this implementation of the, the teaching of history at the local level, because the the national scholarship gives thirty yeah. percent for local content, yeah. so yeah. We, yeah. we want a grant to develop that for Plateau State. Yes. Um, so, so, but I think so that that said, um, it's not adequate. It's, it's not enough. What the third one is doing is just a drop in the ocean. In so the ocean. a lot of us are looking outside yeah. for, for, for larger for, grants. Yes, and yes, 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 yes. So I think I think um No but well, let, let, let's pause here. Yes. I think most of the listeners of this podcast want to know Yes. Is Nigeria doing anything? Yes. And you talked about Ted Fund. Yes. What do you think 
do you think Tech Fund is trying its best? I think it can do more. Uh, think, the Tech Fund, uh, for those who don't know, yes, we have a tertiary education fund in Nigeria that provides a sort of funding for research mm. for Nigerian scholars. It's not much mm. compared to most of the scholarships that come from Europe mm. and the United Kingdom. Yes. But it's something that is substantial enough for scholars in Africa to do it or in Nigeria to do it. Yes. And it's not really much. Mm. But at least, like Dr. Juman pointed out, it is something that is that is reasonable for us to start. Yes. But the problem is the competition between African scholars mm. and Western scholars in trying to get grants yes. that deal with Africa. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Go on, I mean, so, so uh, like I said, um, my my experience with the Western granting organizations has been as an individual. Yes. I. I, I would like to also begin engaging more with others as a collective. Yes. So, you know, post-PhD, yeah. I have applied and, as you know, um, was successful with yeah, yeah. three, three yeah, different three, grants. Yes, yes. Uh, three different grants. Um, Carnegie and... The, the African Peace Building Network, yes, uh, sponsored by Carnegie. Yeah. The African Humanitarian Program AHP, yes, also yes. sponsored by Kennedy again, yes. both of them New York US based. Yes. And then there's uh, Gerda Henkel from the from German Germany, uh, yes. German Foundation. And the challenging thing, Dr. Henry, is that I'm so overwhelmed now with data. The last four years I've been accumulating data. Yeah. And I need to write. But administratively, you know, you can't, so, you can't so write, part of yeah. our challenge is that the, the yeah. so, so, part of the challenge is that the, the, um, we, we are quite bogged down yeah. with administrative responsibilities and yeah. work, yeah. and the only way to get around it is to take a leave. So I, when I finish my term as HOD, I'm looking forward to taking a leave just, just, just for writing. So that's also so an issue. for the Bellagio mm. Center or where? Uh, <laughs> I, I will see, we'll see where it's available, just to go and write. Yeah. But, but, but so that's also an issue. Yes. A lot of African scholars uh, do not necessarily give applications enough time. Yes. I think, so there are those two-way problems. There's a problem here yeah. of, of the lack of, of skill yeah. in how we, mm. we put those proposals together. Mm -hmm. But there's also the attitude, how how granting institutions look on our yes. proposals. Yeah. So your best bet in getting a grant is to have a, a Western resident Nigerian scholar or a Western scholar leading your team or part of your team. The percentages are there. Well, I think, I think in all ways, the finances are to the, are to the advantage of the African scholar. Mm. But what I'm talking about is... Uh, in a subsequent generation of African scholars, yes. are we going to get African scholars that will, on their merit, get these scholarships? Yes. Get these grants? I'm convinced, yes. That is what I'm looking I'm convinced. That's what I'm discussing. Because Do you believe that yes. we have this yes. kind of scholarship? Yes, yes absolutely. Because, because, like I said, um, you... If you if you take a look at the University of Joss, for example, yes, I mean there are, uh, in spite of all the challenges, there are ground breaking research works going on, 
in various departments in the health sciences uh, yes. our colleagues in the health sciences are really doing some very innovative yes. creative research work yes. we have also in our in the humanities yeah colleagues who are also but it's it needs to be replicated more we need, we need to have but, but that that is the problem mm, mm. Uh, we have a situation where the politics of local universities overwhelm intellectual scholarship. Mm. What is really hard work in Nigerian academia? I mean, because uh, for me and you, mm, as scholars mm. in Nigeria, it is said that when you stay within your university and do work, mm. you're doing hard work. Mm. But if you go to school outside your system, yes. you're enjoying yourself. Yes. So I remember you and I, Edin, you, you, went, you went to Beirut. Yes, Edin I went faculty. to Oxford and yes. they said, ah, oh, we're enjoying ourselves. A dean of the faculty said, yes. uh, said uh, colleagues who are abroad to study cannot eat their cakes and have, and have it. it. When I was told, I laughed. But I'm asking you, yes. did you enjoy yourself? No, no, no. I didn't enjoy myself it's, in It's Oxford. a misconception. It's a yes. misconception. It's a serious misconception. Yes. And, and perhaps, um, perhaps with, with, they dare to say it's even ignorance uh, to an extent um, that one goes to study and he's seen as... Uh, yeah, because uh, you're outside the country, yeah, you seem to rubbish. be enjoying more rubbish. than others. It's absolutely rubbish. Yes. Um, uh, however, some people don't understand this. Yes. Uh, because of the lack of the exposure, some people have never traveled to out. Yes. I mean, I'm not... I'm no, not, we're not condemning we're them. Condemning, yes. But, but there's need for But there's need for us to understand. To, for I, I, for instance, I stayed on a scholarship of £300 yes, a month. Yes, yes. And I know what £300 meant. So, perhaps... Colleagues should not just be circulating themselves locally. They should, when they when they talk about belonging to an intellectual community, should be a global intellectual community, yeah. so that there is exposure to these yes, yes. these mm. issues and this. Now, I think that this this should be the last aspect of this yes. discussion. Yes. But what, in your view, I think it's right. It's just happening. Is the influence of Western scholarship on African scholarship? I mean, it's I think it's it's, it's varied. Mm. The influences are varied. Uh, for me, for me, um, my my studies abroad uh, have been a learning curve. Okay. Uh, uh, like we talked about with you, research skills. Yes. I've really developed my research skills because of my studies yeah. abroad. Yeah. Um, but also. I've also understood the limits, mm. the limits also mm. of Western scholarship. I've also understood what, that what the, the best of scholars, mm. the best of scholars are the most humble. Mm. And as a scholar, you always need to be humble. Yeah. Whether you're a Western or you're a Nigerian yes. or an African scholar, yeah. humility no, is, actually matters. Is, is really, really critical, yeah. is really important. Uh, and no. But but also I th I think um, we we need to also interact more. Mm. So I always encourage people to attend conferences. Western scholars attending conferences, north south interaction, north south dialogue, north south collaboration. 
and and we will only be the better for it. I think. I think. I think. I think that interaction has to continue. What you're doing now, in collaboration, in, in collaboration with um, David and others, I think. I think it's it's, it's very important uh, to get these perspectives uh, and and to continue that that interaction. To continue that interaction, I think I think it's very important, uh, really really important. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Doctor. Been an absolute pleasure. It's, it's, been, it's been a wonderful time with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Africa Knows podcast. If you want to know more, visit africanose.eu, and we'll talk to you again soon.